sign of weakness. Always go for the throat. Buy low, sell high. Fear, that's the other guy's problem. Biz Talk Radio is proud to bring you Investor's Edge with Gary Kaltbaum. Straight talk about you and your money. You can reach Gary now at 877-747-EDGE. That's 877-747-3343. Here is your host, Gary Kaltbaum. And welcome once again to Investor's Edge. I'm Gary Kaltbaum, your host. Hey, thanks for being with us today. Glad you're here, ladies and gentlemen. Happy that you are listening. It is Thursday, June 20th, uh, 2019. Uh, and on Thursdays, we usually pre-tape the show because I do Bulls and Bears tonight on uh, Fox Business Network from 5 to 6 p.m. Uh, so we usually pre-tape the show in the final hour. We are still pre-taping the show uh, in the final hour. Uh, currently, it's 3.12 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, but I will not be doing the show tonight. At uh, 10.07 a.m., I got a text uh, from a friend of mine that another good friend uh, passed away. Uh, this man worked for me for, let me say we worked together uh, for 13 years uh, before he decided to go on uh, his own. Uh, this came out of complete left field, um, went into the hospital, got out, was home, buckled over in pain, collapsed. Wife tried to resuscitate him. For a second he was and went right back out. By the time 9-11 crew showed up, he had passed at the age of 49 uh, with two great kids. Uh, I'm beside myself today. Uh, you spend, I think, 13 years in a trading room uh, with a person and you have dinners trips, and just a great guy, fun guy, uh, a force, uh, an absolute force, and, uh, you know, there's two mottos I've always lived by, and um, I think I've I've been forgetting one of them. Uh, The first one that I haven't forgot is always think about doing something for somebody you need absolutely nothing from. I didn't invent that line. I read it from somewhere I don't know where. But the other line is make sure when you wake up every day, uh, you wake up like it really matters and that it counts. And probably I haven't done a good job uh, without. Uh, But anyway... Uh, that was my day today, and uh, needless to say, I've been uh, having one of those days staring at the uh, walls. And as you get older, more of this happens, but he was 49, and you obviously don't expect that to happen. So we're pre-taping the show so I can get out of here and uh, meet up with people, and anyway... Uh, To Mark, please uh, rest well. To all of my peeps out there, and fortunately we have a pretty good fan base around the world. When I go to Wimbledon next weekend, I'm meeting up with some people that only know me from listening to the radio show. Seriously. Last time I went to Wimbledon two years ago, I met uh, with them then. I mean, that's a great, great feeling to have, that I can go to London and meet people that listen to me on the radio. It's a real privilege. It's a real honor. 
and I got to start thinking about my own, uh, making sure every day matters. And if there's any advice I can give to each and every one of you out of the purview of these stupid markets and the stupid politics and the stupid economy and all that other crap, think about those words. All right. Now, with all that morbidity, let's move on. Because we do have a bunch of things to cover in and out of the market that matter. Uh, first off, Iran uh, hit one of our drones, was taken out. Uh, many are calling it an act of war. Others, not so much. Uh, the president today, and I'm saying this sarcastically, but seriously at the same time, earlier in the day, sound very threatening on Iran uh, for what happened. And rightfully so. Uh, the president said something to the effect of Iran made a very big mistake and they will be hearing from us. After he said that, the market dropped 200 points from its high today. Within minutes, he came out and said, well, maybe it was just an accident and it was somebody that wasn't involved with the Iran head honcho, top dog, big cheese. I say that sarcastically, but I say it seriously because the president has shown to speak based on which way the markets are moving and promote rhetoric depending on which way markets are moving. And may I say his tough rhetoric comes when the markets are up. His apologetic and easy rhetoric comes when the markets are down. And if I am right, that is really bad news. Anyway, uh, oil prices have skyrocketed today. Uh, we were told yesterday that the reason why oil prices aren't skyrocketing with the Iran news is because we're producing so much oil and we're independent. Today, that's blown out of the box. But I think there are two things at work today on oil prices. Number one is Iran, but number two, our U.S. dollar is getting smoked today. Uh, to the downside. And of course, that is off our central banks doing their little move, which was yesterday. And in case you're not sure, a 100% certainty that Jay Powell will be lowering rates at the end of July, even though the big cap indices are at or near the old highs, even though last quarter's GDP was 3.2. Even though unemployment is 3.7 I believe seven or 3.8, it is sheer insanity that they would lower rates into that. But remember what I've been telling you for years on this show. These central bankers are easy money dolts. Look up the word D-O-L-T-S. Easy money. That is who they are. That is what they are. They say to themselves, well, since Bernanke, it has worked, so why not? But remember... They created a bubble going into 2000, which crashed. They created a bubble into 2007, 2008, which had crashed. This time they're doing the same, but this time they learned the lesson to not go small, not go big, go gargantuan, and that they are doing. But we'll be watching for clues. We'll be watching for signs. They're not here yet. So a few things are showing up on the screen today that are of quite import. We hope you are listening as we will take you to near the close of the market today. So up next, full market wrap, movers of the day. What's breaking out today? I'm Gary. 
This is the one only investors at. It's time to switch on the integrator units and get the brain cells working. You're listening to... Hey, this promises to be fun. Investor's Edge. The last bastion of quality programming. With Gary Coltbaum. It doesn't get better than this. And welcome again to Investor's Edge. Thanks for being with us today. As we said earlier, we are taking you to close to the end of the uh, uh, market today. We're in the uh, 3 o'clock hour. Uh, the market wrap is brought to you by investment-models.com. That's Jim Rohrbeck, one of the great market timers. No gray areas with the man. You're either in or out of the market with his proprietary indicators. Go check it out. Investment-models.com. As I speak, and that's going to change, Dow up 220, S&P up 24, NASDAQ up 54, NASDAQ 100 was 57. But when the president first said some threatening words, the Dow was up 257. And before he said the nice words, we went from Dow up 257 to Dow up 40. The NASDAQ was up 100. And went to only up 10. So right now we're 2.20 and 53 and change. And it's 3.23 p.m. So words do matter. And I think uh, the president not only knows the art of the deal, but he also knows the art of the mouth when it comes to markets and how we can move markets with the flick of his tongue. I say that sarcastically and seriously at the same time. I am sure and I hope you understand where I'm coming from on that. And we'll get you close to the market close and we'll see how we finish. Now, some things that are sticking out like sore thumbs, big, gigantic, sore thumbs, gargantuan, sore thumbs. What is what what what's sticking out? Gold. So we've been telling you for about two or three weeks, gold has been acting better. Better. I think we use the term turn the corner, acting better. Gold is gapped up today and we have very heavy volume on the gold ETF and we have very heavy volume. Eh, We have decent volume. Yeah, we have heavy volume. On the gold miners also. So let me give you a little background here on it because I, I, it's important. The last time I actually invested in gold was in 2007. I actually bought the GLD at 69 and I made a good trade and I bought it, sold it at 90. The gold ETF, GLD. It then came all the way back down to where I bought it and I thought I was a genius. Rallied back up to where I sold it and then it doubled from there. I never bought it again. Went as high as 180. It then went into a bear market uh, starting in the top in 2011 when it hit about 180 and went all the way down to 100. We're just dealing with the ETF. I'm not, I don't have to give you the gold price. It bottomed in 2015, went up in 2016, the GLD, to 131. 15. As I speak, you're at 131.14. So you're in the midst of a potential big breakout going back to that date. But you can also give it a case because back in 2014, eh, you hit a high of 128, 129. Let's just say we'll use the base going back now almost three years. Gold looks like it's going to go higher from here. How much, I don't know. I did not buy any yet today, but I'm pretty sure I will. I don't usually buy a lot of something like this, but I'm pretty sure I'll take a spin with it and use stops. Probably the gap, uh, the close yesterday was around 128. If it breaks through the gap, give or take a buck or so. That's the story there. And, of course, there's a rhyme and a reason for it. Uh, you have the dollar looks like it's going to top because central banks, there's some angst 
just so you know, and, and I know this is counterintuitive to a lot of you and a lot of pundits out there that have been telling you you got to own the market because the economy's strong. I got news for you. The Philadelphia Fed Index came in today. The New York Empire Index came in in the last couple of weeks. Almost recessionary numbers. How can a market go up when those type of numbers? And let me just say they both fell off a cliff. Well, it's the easy money, stupid. I don't care what anybody tells you. It's the easy money, stupid. So take a look at gold. We're not telling you to buy it or sell it or short it or cover it. We're just letting you know it gapped out of range today. goes back about three years. Uh, you're just a little bit uh, – uh, you're right at the high of about uh, July of 2016. Now, the gold miners, GDX, which normally will give you a bigger bang for your buck, that broke out today uh, on the gap also. Uh, the gold miners index looks a little bit differently. And I say that because in 17, it hit 25.58, so you're still below that. In 16, you hit a high of uh, 31 and change. You're way below that, so a little bit different. And a bunch of that has to do with the fact that uh, something like uh, a Newmont Mining got hit hard, which is big exposure and a few other things. But I would be scanning a bunch of gold names now. Again, pullback's preferable. I, I think it's probably in play, and I say probably. Commodities are a different breed than stocks and sectors and stuff like that. So I'm a little bit more timid with my verbiage and my tone when I mention them to you, you know. But just uh, got to be on the screen now. Got to be on the screen uh, with the gold. You got that? Go start scanning some names. And, of course, you get to decide if it's for you or not for you. You got that? I mentioned the oil. Uh, had a big day today. Oil stocks had a very strong day today uh, off the dollar top and Iran. Uh, I have yet to scan oil stocks just yet, but real quick glance of the OIH. You know, it's a brutal bear market and maybe hit some sort of low, but I'm not sure that's oil services. The big oil XLE looks a little bit better. Uh, the XOP is the explorers. Looks like the oil services. Eh, eh, eh. That's eh. EH. You can decide what that means for yourself. Up next, more on the markets. Got lots to cover. Little by little, piece by piece. We thank you for being here. I'm Gary. This is the one only investor said. America is talking. Investor's Edge. He's got to be pleased with that. The crowd is just on his feet here. He's a Cinderella boy. With Gary Coldbaum. No, highly recommended. You're going to feel better if you talk to him. Welcome once again to Investment Edge. I'm uh, Gary Cole. I'm your host. Thanks for the rest of it. Uh, again, we are pre-taping in the final hour. As I speak, it's 3.32 p.m. So we'll take you to, let's see, uh, in the 3.50s, we'll take you today uh, near the close. All right, little, little tidbits. Number one, and this is important, very important. As I speak, while the Dow is not yet in all-time highs, it's getting close. Keep in mind the Dow is getting to where it was 18 months ago, February of 2018. A little bit above it, a little bit below the uh, September of 18. But I use the February of 2018 as the start of this base. So it's close. Uh, the S&P 500, um, close. Interesting enough, the S&P is better than the Dow. And the S&P right now is 29.50. The old high was recently 29.54. So close. 
And the S&P is better than the Dow because, oh, you got 3M in the Dow, Boeing, that big drop, even though Boeing's acting a little bit better now. Uh, so a few bad Dow stocks can skew things. Uh, the NASDAQ, uh, getting close. Uh, the high in the NASDAQ was August of 2018, so about, what, 10 months? Uh, you're not there yet. Uh, excuse me. A few weeks ago, we hit it. We actually broke above it a little bit and came right back down. So we're not there yet, uh, but we're close. Uh, the NASDAQ 100, not there yet, but close. But keep in mind, no gains on the uh, NASDAQ and NASDAQ 100 for a good 10 months also. That said, the small caps, not even close. Not even close. The Russell is still down a whopping 11% from the highs of last August and really has had no gains since uh, December of 2017. No gains. And I can go back a little further and say, now nah, I'll leave it at that. That, that, that. that gives you a good hint. The transports are trading where they traded in December of 17. And are pretty much decently off the highs. I'm going to call it uh, 11%. The financials, the big financials, are where they were in December of 2017. And I pretty much can go back to September of 17 with nary a gain. The financials. You know, you already know oils are just way, way down, but they're kind of counter-trend type things sometimes. You know, oils down, helps the economy type thing. I'll give it that. But the transport's way down. And just a plethora of other areas. So we're just letting you know. And this is of import. Uh, by the way, mid caps also, but lesser so than the small caps. Those are big gargantuan divergences. Big gargantuan divergences. Now, we've been telling you for a long while, if you invested in, like, the market, be big cap, don't be small or mid cap. You can have exposure. You know, if you get 10%, whatever, just to have it if it comes around. But that's what's been going on. On top of that, foreign markets, just the same, but much worse. Much worse. Do you know there's an emerging markets ETF? And by the way, I'm not making this up, the EEM. It's trading lower than where it was, or where it was in May of 07. I don't know if you knew that. May of 07, emerging markets. And, of course, they're riskier because they're smaller and you never. The FXI, uh, which I follow judiciously, is where it was in uh, 07. And is down 25% from the recent high. And the high back in 07 uh, was 73. It's trading at 42. A lot of that. So it's muy importante that you pay close attention more now than ever what is and what isn't. Because as I have said yesterday, you can be in a whole grouping of things and be getting slaughtered. If you're in a ton of energy stocks, you're getting slaughtered. Slaughtered. If you own General Electric, you're down 60% from 2016. You're getting slaughtered. If you own 3M, 3M, a very stodgy old line, 
can't do anything wrong. Big cap, mega cap, down name. No gain since January, oh, excuse me, December of 2014. 3M, and I can tell you, all the portfolios I see that come in here own 3M. Walgreens, the great drugstore, where it was back in 13, and it's 50% off the highs. So that's just to make a point. Just to make a point. It's just to make a point. That there is serious. And by the way, I haven't even mentioned Macy's or Gap or any of those things. And it's not to take away from what is working because we tell you what's working. It's just to let you know how very, very split everything is with the Dow and S&P and NASDAQ. Very close to the highs of 10 to 18 months ago. Now, as we move forward, we will do our usual. This is what's leading. This is what's moving out. This is what's gapping out. The reason why we mentioned gold today. The reason why we started bringing up gold in the last couple of weeks. And, of course, as we get in earnings season, we start talking about emergence off of earnings reports. Oh, and by the way, the SOX is still down eh, 13% from the highs of recent uh, April. So again, divergences. Now guess what? The bad can show up. The bad can start humming to the upside. We'll let you know if we think they start to show up. Has not happened yet. At all. At all. What else do I have for you in my little bag here? Well, more IPOs. Well, in this case, a DPO named Slack. We'll do that up next. But first, as I speak, Dow up 245, S&P up 26, NASDAQ up 57. On days like today, usually they try to motor them into the close. We'll see what happens. We'll get you close to the close. Close to the close. Say that 10 times fast. So up next, we'll get you close to the close and a few other names to think about. I'm Gary. This is the one only investor's ad. You're listening to... What are we waiting for? What are you waiting for? One, two, ready, go. Action! Investor's Day with Gary Kulpbach. Once again, to Investor's Edge, uh, it is 3.43 p.m. We'll take you to about 3.52, 3.53 into the close. Um, all right, a few other notes. Just listen carefully. Uh, Beyond Meat, because you're asking. Uh, we're now contemplating, not 100% sure. Remember, sometimes we can be quite vociferous with thought process, and sometimes not so much. We're starting to maybe think that Tuesday's action, where it hit above 200 and closed at uh, 170, and on very heavy volume, may be a near-term blow-off. You know what a blow-off top is, right? It's where the very late comers jump all over it because it's such a big move and so noisy, it's buying at the most inopportune time. You remember the Bitcoin at the highs, the Tilray at the highs? Well, not as bad as that, but uh, starting to consider it. So be careful with the Beyond Meat. And again, not sure. And again, 
we told you we expect a lot of announcements of a lot. Uh, oh, we signed with Safeway. We signed with that, them. We signed with that. We'll see what happens. Not sure. For all we know, they can announce something tomorrow and gap it up 50. Seriously. But as of this second, we're just letting you know we're contemplating Tuesday was that blow off top. Next, we had a DPO today, a direct public offering where they don't go with investment bankers and all that. The, the symbol is work. The company is Slack. $400 million in sales in the last year. $138 million of losses. $26 deal. Got as high at four, of, as 42 today. They opened the $26 deal somewhere around, I'm going to call it, really can't tell. I'm going to call it 39 $26 deal, opening up 50% higher. Went to 42 As I speak, it's 38 and three quarters. I get asked all the time, do you ever play these first? No, I don't. I let them settle down, show some support and resistance in price and time because you're just random. And yeah, you can make money off first day. And yeah, you can lose a hell of a lot of money. Hey, first day beyond meat, $25 deal, opened at 55, went to 200. So we're not trying to, trying to dissuade you. We're just letting you know it's all random at that point in time. So that's the work. Next, Oracle. Gaps up today. 1% revenue growth. Last quarter, minus 1% revenue growth. Quarter before, 0% revenue growth. Quarter before that, a whopping 1% revenue growth. Still gapped up to about uh, 56. It's 57 right now. Volume, which averages 11, is already traded 38 million as I speak. Earnings were up a real 22% on a 1% increase in sales. Go, go figure. I, I don't know. Go figure. I had to mention that because it goes on my radar today. I think I mentioned it yesterday, but I should have mentioned it better. Adobe gapped up yesterday. Even though earnings were only up 10%, a big deceleration, and guidance were lower. It's up another 10 today. I think we did mention it yesterday as a good gap. Adobe should be on your screen because these are institutions jumping on it for whatever reason, even with their bad guidance. So there's two tech names that have good reaction. In Oracle's case, crappy numbers on sales. In Adobe's case, crappy numbers on earnings. But welcome to the world. Or the central bank-induced markets, whichever way you want to look at it. In the Dow, Boeing, as I speak, is up almost 7. Uh, was up strong on Tuesday. Yesterday had a kind of nasty reversal. Hit 380, closed at 369, 368. It's back to 375 today. And most definitely it feels like the, it has some backing finally and some confidence by the institutional crowd. So that's Boeing. But it's got a lot of work to do because you have lots of resistance in that 380, 385 area all the way up to the old highs. And that's the take. As we leave you, Dow 270, S&P up 29, NASDAQ up 65, NASDAQ 100 up 71, SOX up 12, good AD, new highs expand. Fed is easy. All is well. 
as the economy heads out. Have a great day. Drive carefully when you get home. Do like we do. Simple procedure, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you hug your children. Really. Bye-bye. This clean edit of Investor's Edge created by Stu Lander. Follow me at twitter.com slash s-t-o-o-l-a-n-d-e-r.